0: and welcome in for another episode of Vol Club Confidential. I'm your host, Austin Price of VolQuest.com. Tennessee just wrapped up the regular season, 8-4 and four, with a win over Vanderbilt. And now it's off to the bowl season. We'll find out where they are going coming up. But first, let's bring in Volunteer Club's Hunter Badour. Hunter, you, you look at the growth of the Volunteer Club, up over 4,000 members now. We're hitting portal season. Right. I know fans, you know, they still may be stinging from the Georgia-Missouri games, but it's time to put on more steam. Added members means added uh,
1: revenue for NIL dollars for potential student-athletes. That's right. Uh, we continue to grow. Um, at the Georgia game, at one point we hit uh, 4,045 members, um, and our goal remains the same, to hit 5,000 by the end of this year. Uh, certainly we need to have um, a big December to do that, uh, but we think that goal is still absolutely uh, attainable and looking forward to getting after it.
0: How do you feel like NILs changed over
1: the last year? Two years. What do you think it's morphed? I think it's become more sophisticated in the sense that you know, for instance, more businesses feel comfortable now working with student athletes. Um, they know what is you know in bounds with the rules and, and so forth, and the ROI that, ROI that they can get, uh, but also that they are helping Tennessee student athletes and and ultimately helping us helping us win.
0: You, you see, Joe, with the uh, with the uh, Coleman Realty commercial. You see. Uh, Big O with, you know, the Better Mattress commercial. I mean, you you, you see some different student-athletes becoming the face of local businesses. And I think that is neat, right? I mean, it's it's a way for, you know, local businesses to give back to the student-athlete, and it's a way for, you know, local businesses also to kind of reach out
1: and touch the T and and kind of feel the power of Tennessee. And and that's where I think this community, the local businesses, have really stepped up, and and not just for for football or basketball, but really for for all sports, you know, men's and women's. Um, Free places to eat, uh, free yoga classes, free uh, cycling classes, and, and, you know, in exchange for maybe some social uh, media posts on behalf of the businesses. And so uh, it's been great to see that, you know, all student athletes at Tennessee, uh, both men and women, are able to get in on the nil action.
0: Well, I've been looking forward to tonight's guest for quite a while because I just think he's going to be one of the more fascinating interviews that we get to do here on Vault Club Confidential. Let's bring in Australian native and punter Jackson Ross. Hello, How you Good Very good. Thank you. Jackson. You start the season off in Nashville. It was not your finest moment. And after the game, Coach Heupel was really kind of – I was saying borderline defiant about, like, you know, you don't know his first time in, in doing this in the country and, and all this stuff and, and had your back. Next game, first kick, yeah. And then after that, you've been unbelievable. What Was there a moment when you just kind of was like settle down and just do what you know how to do? I mean,
2: yeah, that first, first game was pretty rough um i kind of wanted to leave the country after that um first first kick in particular i think it's 17 yarder seeing all my friends go out and dominate in previous years and i kicked a 17 yard start i thought geez, this might be harder than it looks <laughs> um but yeah it just took me time i guess hype definitely had my back and i knew everyone did um within our four walls um looking at it a bit external on twitter and stuff like that it was probably not the best thing for me um but I guess it is hard when there's no family and stuff around me for that. First game to sort of lean on and that um get out to Nyle for the first time and shank the first one, and get booed and I thought geez, here we go again, but I think I've definitely picked up since then and it's been a pretty enjoyable season so far.
0: You think? I mean, he goes to Alabama and sets the Tennessee single game record for for punt yardage. I mean, when you found out that, what kind of what was going through your mind? Cuz I mean, you had a heck of a day.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a big change from what happened in the first game, but I was actually looking at something today on my phone, and, oh, in, the, in the record book from the weekend, and saw that um, Jimmy Colquitt had that record before me. He was 53, and I think I had 53.4 or something, so had a chat to Dustin about that today, and I said I got one up on him now. Um, obviously got a few more million to make to catch up to him in that sense, but I mean, it was awesome to get the phone call from Eric and learn that. I knew I had a good day, but didn't really recognize it was that good.
0: Obviously, everybody knows now you can kick with both feet. Um, they kind of tried to keep that you know, under the radar. I remember when we did your commitment interview and you sent me all this video and you're like, don't show the left footed kicks, you know, cause they wanted to try to keep that under wraps. Yeah. Um, you know, when did you know you were going to be just as good with either foot? I know you say you're right leg dominant and you yeah. probably are a little, you know, stronger that way, but you sure kick a pretty good left to me.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always kicked both feet growing up. I mean, something dad always wanted me to do when I was playing footy back home being able to kick both feet definitely helps if you're sort of in trouble you can go the other way but I mean I'd say um if my if my right's 10 my left's about a seven so at practice and stuff I mean I kick probably 50 50 just mucking around and stuff like that and think my touch is really good on both so it's definitely definitely good to have in the arsenal um whether we use it a whole lot just depends on certain circumstances but it's been i think fans have enjoyed sort of guessing which way i'm going to go i think it sort of adds a bit of fun to punning, which probably isn't usually the funnest thing always
0: and you kind of get to make that call on which you know which way you which 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 kick with
2: yeah it's a bit of a both call between me and coach hack um he's always asking what i feel comfortable with in certain circumstances where we are on the field and how confident i guess i am how well i kick him in the warm-up so it it is good having um sort of myself to be able to i guess call that sometimes and yeah whatever feels comfortable it hopefully it turns out the right way for us is
0: there just a different feel when it comes off perfect i mean like is there just a sound when you catch one and you're like
2: okay that right there was nice i mean definitely kicking a really nice spiral ball yeah you definitely feel it as soon as you hit the boot um i obviously kick a bit of end over end, a few spirals on my right and stuff like that so it's I'm always doing different stuff, so it's hard to get in a complete, complete routine of doing the same thing over and over again, which, like a lot of Americans do, it's just spiral after spiral and spiral, so you sort of get that continuity and recognizing exactly how to hit that ball, but, I mean, going left, going right, kicking, end over, spiral, it's it's always changing for me, but I definitely know when I kicked a good one.
0: Like at Alabama, when you had that phenomenal day, I feel like Cooley McKinstry was having a tough time picking up your ball, and... Uh, kind of rattled him a little bit can can you tell when you've kind of got somebody like you know because i mean you're ultimately like 40 or 50 yards away when you're kicking it to them so i know you're not really like looking them dead in the eye but can you kind of tell when somebody's like man i can't see this how this thing's coming in
2: yeah i mean i definitely owe kool-aid a beer i think he helped me sort of set that record himself um he let a few go which he probably could have caught but i mean yeah i guess kicking different different spins and stuff is definitely harder for them um one of well d williams spoke to the returner george on the weekend and he said that i was annoying to play against just with a different variety um that returner's is obviously really really good and he got a few yards on us which was disappointing but um yeah it's it's always fun i think as the years go on we'll sort of be able to hopefully kick away from returners more and sort of get more roles and stuff but at the moment i'm just settling in and i think there's a lot more to come
0: you played australian rules professional football before you uh Made the way over to here to Rocky Top. Um, what was that like?
2: Yeah, so I got drafted out of high school, um, which is pretty much every kid in Australia's dream. Um, I went pick seventy-one, and there's about a hundred picks, so I kind of slid. I thought I was going to go a little higher. Um, and to put it in like I guess American terms, like I got drafted into the NBA or so, but I only really ever played G League, so I was always sort of that practice, sort of definitely involved with the team and everything like that. But I just really didn't make it to the very top. Um, So I lasted three years there and then got let go of and sort of found myself at Pro Kick Australia, which is uh, a training camp for Australians. And it produces, sort of takes us from kicking the the big Australian ball to the more smaller Nike footballs that American football you play with. So um, it definitely put me in good stead playing that level, I guess. Um, Not as big crowds, but I mean some crowds and stuff like that to put myself in pressured situations.
0: What did you learn most about, you know, kicking American football
2: the sweet spot's definitely a lot smaller than the Australian ball um in Australia you get away with a lot more of miss kicking balls I feel it still travels a decent distance but I mean yeah it's a, such a small ball sort of varies depending on what the quarterback usually likes is whether you get a pointy one whether you get a more rounded one um us punters always sending in photos of other people's balls saying like you guys are lucky get to use this big juicy one um but I mean it's, it's so different but it's um, I get used to it and stuff like that. And I guess as the weather changes as well, the ball gets harder and it hurts my foot low-key. So it's just all little things, but, yeah, I'm used to it now.
0: The quarterback part of this is interesting to me. So are you already working Nico? Like, hey, man, we need to do this kind of ball next year.
2: Yeah, I actually watched a lot of his high school stuff last year and they were using those big Wilson balls and I thought we could we could try and bring in a few of them. That would be nice for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the equipment manages it. At the facility, don't really like us kickers a lot because we're always just sort of stealing other people's balls, trying to find the ones that aren't going to hurt our feet as much. So
0: the kicker, yeah. the kicking snobs. Yeah, you and okay, Campbell. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I mean, Max Gilbert's
2: pretty bad as well. Low key, he's he's the freshman, so we make him steal the ball so we don't get in trouble. If that makes sense. <laughs> so but
0: it's 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 uh, legal hazing. You go exactly you go yeah. get the balls. Yeah, Max. Coach
2: Heifel says no hazing, but. That's, just, I think that's as far as we'll get with max but
0: <laughs> you go you go get those balls so we don't get yelled
2: at exactly he, you often find him like scavenging through like running back bags and quarterback bags and then like all of a sudden we'll have we'll have balls they say k on it for kicking k on it for kicking then it says rb for running backs and we always try to hide that one from when the equipment managers are walking around so you like so, the running back balls i mean
0: you want me to talk to jerry mac for you
2: Nah, Jerry Mack doesn't need to know anything. I don't think <laughs> they don't need to kick him or throw him or anything, so they just need to tuck him under the arm and, so I think we should we should definitely get the balls we want.
0: Going back to the Virginia game. Was there someone after that game that kind of brought your spirits up, you know, having Dustin Colquitt around? Did that, that help?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's obviously had a had a huge NFL career and obviously had some ups and downs as well. Um but I guess just people around me. Like we got on the bus back home and I was talking to Gaston and these, my friends, and people, some people don't really recognize punting. So some people didn't really think I, didn't even remember how bad I punted that day. And obviously deep down for me, it was my first game. Um, Got millions of people watching me on TV and obviously so many Tennessee fans who who would die for this team and to let them down the first day wasn't the best thing. But I mean, yeah, leaning on my coaches um, back out in the track the next few days and kicking good balls and stuff like that. I mean, it didn't take me long to feel like everyone liked me again. And
0: I thought your left foot, the, the one right there near the end of the game was like mm-hmm. five minutes to go. Yeah. or So I thought you, you kind of uncorked a left footed one. And I yeah. thought I was like, okay, that's, it's kind of like you're struggling with your golf game and then you get to the 18th tee and you finally hit two good shots. And yeah. you're like, okay, wait a minute. Now, why is it coming to an end? We well, let's yeah. keep this going. But the game, you know, the game ends or the round ends. Yeah. Um, was that kind of, is that kind of how you felt like yeah. right there at the end? It
2: definitely was. I think, I'm pretty good with my numbers so I think I went 17 yards 27 yards then I kicked my first left foot which I think was 41 fair court and I kind of ran off and thought that's all right and then I think I kicked another shank right 30 or so which went out of bounds and then I kicked a right foot spire which went I think 50 so to finish the game with the 50 was definitely helpful to get that average up to like I think 35 or something like that but I mean yeah I learned from it and Shouldn't happen again, hopefully. When,
0: you, when you're when you out there, is there much trash talk from you? Like w- w- like when you kick a good one and, and the the other teams, you know, still out there on the field with you, are you, are you a trash talker at all? Because uh, I, I want to call you a low-key someone who talks.
2: Yeah, I'm a bit of a smart-ass, to be honest. But <laughs> I mean, Well,
0: me and you'd get along great then. It's
2: not really on punt, I don't say too much, but it's more field goal holding and stuff when the, the guys come in the corner and dive and they're on the ground. I mean, me and Charles like to say a few little words, but – they always look at me like, "Who is this talking?" Like I probably sound so different and say some things that I shouldn't. But that's all part of the fun, and um, I'll continue to do so.
0: Do you have a do you have a, a one line zinger that you like to go to, or is it always different? Do you always have different rep, different repertoire?
2: Yeah, it's whatever comes out fast. It's sort of I think pretty quick on my feet. But yeah, I probably shouldn't say anything. I, I would say on on the camera right now.
0: I understand. Um, let's go back to Australia. What do you miss most about home?
2: I miss a lot. Um, family's obviously super important to me, so I always miss them. And my friends back home, I um, obviously had high school friends and footy friends and stuff like that. So it's always that. I miss food, I miss coffee, I miss little things, just sort of hanging around mates. Um, I miss watching Australian football because obviously the timing's not great. It's throughout the night here. Um, but I keep in touch with everyone back home, whether it's FaceTime. Um, they're always watching my games and stuff. So... I do miss things, but I think I've found myself a a home here in Knoxville and found a lot of good friends and people to lean on and stuff like that. So it took me a little while to transition, but I think I've found my spot now and I'm really comfortable here.
0: You're 24. Not the oldest guy on the team. That still resides with Keenan Peely. We'll see if he comes back. If he does, then you still remain the second oldest. But if he leaves, that means you get the moniker as the old man in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, You're a bit of a Merlot drinker. You love the wine. Kind of take me through that. Yeah. I mean, most most college kids are like, beer, let's get beer.
2: Yeah, I know. College kids, I think, just trying to get as drunk as they can quick, but I don't mind a a drop of red. Um, Got a few favorites back in Australia. haven't really uncorked too many here. Um, Definitely looking to find a few, few spots around and stuff like that. But, yeah, I do enjoy a drop, and it's something a few of my friends back home really enjoy and collect and stuff like that. So it's that and coffee are two things I do like. Are you
0: a cork collector? You get you get the cork on the on the nah, no,
2: nah. open and drink it and throw it out. <laughs> That's the way I roll.
0: <laughs> you played thirteen years of tennis before you went to uh, Australian rules football. Mm-hmm. What do you like most about tennis?
2: Um, I don't know. I just grew up playing tennis. I think Mum would play a bit socially, and I sort of just started lessons and stuff when I was about four, and I was kind of in a non-arrogant way naturally gifted. I think with tennis. Um, I just i guess i didn't i didn't love the game i didn't like that singular aspect just playing by yourself
0: you didn't like Um, to run back and forth
2: yeah i wasn't a bit lazy um nick Kurios style was my sort of vibe if you know who he is um but yeah i guess i got to age about 16 and thought that like i need to play in a team sport i love i love love with love going to battle with the boys and stuff like that so that's uh, i think the turning point when i switched to footy i always played footy but then it's sort of that when you get to 16 if you do two sports you have to make that choice um which way you're going to go so gave up tennis then um still played a little bit for school and stuff like that but i played a bit of pickleball here and stuff to keep that hand-eye coordination going but i would love to have a whack
0: so. did, you, did you go to Austra- the australian open a whole lot
2: yeah i did i pretty much went every year so, um it's during during January in the nice summer, so I actually when I went back home last year, I went for a, for a night session, and and I will go back this year as well. But it's good watching the best in the world and stuff like that always.
0: Who's your favorite to watch? Djokovic, or do you, do you, Federer, Nadal.
2: I mean, Fed was definitely my favorite growing up. I do enjoy watching Kyrgios just because he's a bit of an entertainer and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but yeah, I do appreciate the good players, and Fed, Rafa, and those guys have been awesome to watch for of years
0: if you take the australian open off the the, the question mm-hmm. out of the other three french open u.s open wimbledon if you could go to one which one i've been to wimbledon
2: and i've been to the french so I've you been, just need to go to the u.s open i've or? been through Flushing meadows in new york i don't think i've actually been there for the slam though at the time um but i mean Wimbledon's probably the most prestigious it is pretty, sure we like the cool. masters in golf yeah definitely know? um yeah, I need to tick tick the U.S. off, and then I would have done all four. But they're all they're all very unique and stuff like that. I mean, the, culture the French and-
0: Open's the one. I mean, Wimbledon. I've not been to any of them, mm. but the ones that catch my eye would be Wimbledon and the French Open. Yeah. I'd love the clay Definitely. and Roland Garros. You know, yeah.
2: No, the French is French is cool. I mean, Paris is an awesome city. I actually, when I did play tennis, I did a. a a camp there for two weeks at Moritoglu Academy, which is who was Serena's coach for a while. Um so I did two weeks there and then I played tournaments in Malta, Czech Republic and Belgium throughout like a, a month when I was in year nine, which is which is when I was like yeah, fifteen. So that was awesome. Um went over there with a few friends and my mum came with us and I, it's a different breed over there in Europe like this. Especially on the clay there, some really good players and stuff like that. So you get over there and you you think you're pretty good in Australia and then you get there and you think, geez, there's a long way to go and I mean tennis I think think I think the the range you have to get to about hundred and fiftieth in the world to make the money back that you've put into the sport. So it's a very unique in that sense. You have to be really, really good to make a living. You're
0: a golfer at all?
2: Um I do enjoy golf but I don't really get out enough as I should probably.
0: I mean that's that's big in Australia.
2: Yeah, it is big. We played our specialist masters here last year and
0: Oh, that's right. We set up the so the, the who won that? Ranked. Jacob Warren.
2: No, we had so we have the top rank, which was Charles, and then we sort of went down the order, and I kind of put myself kind of low. So I got paired up with Coach Eck, and we were partners, and the boys are pretty angry because I was you sandbagged. Than, yeah, I did. you sandbag. Me, me, <laughs> me That's Eck, like not
0: telling everybody you can kick with both feet.
2: No, no, me and Coach Eck, um, I think won by about ten strokes in the end. So we were we were laughing. Yeah, <laughs> That's was, fantastic.
0: Can you get me on Royal Melbourne?
2: I actually live. 1 mile from Royal Melbourne. Are you kidding me? No.
0: Can you get me on there? I mean I have got a few contacts I can think of probably hook it up if you need. <laughs> Let's do um, those. I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking you know last year we went my wife and I went to Hawaii to do a uh, to do stuff with Nico yeah. at the Polynesian mm-hmm. Bowl. I'm thinking you know maybe not this January but next January after the Bowl game true, we yeah. go down under and we uh, just follow you around for a few days.
2: Yeah, I think there's a there might be about 15 of us. There's a fair few lads trying to trying to come. I think once a week I'll get there. When are you going to take me to Australia? Are you know, the spiders big and all that sort of thing? I'm not asking you to take me. I'm just saying, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Um, but, yeah, it's good It's good that when the bowl finishes that it's freezing cold here and I go back home and it's 80, 90, probably. Yeah. 90, okay. I don't really, I'm not great with the Fahrenheit translations, but, yeah, it's it's pretty hot.
0: Oh, Koala bears or kangaroos?
2: Koala bears because everyone talks about kangaroos here and it annoys me so I'll stick with the koala.
0: Sea turtles or saltwater crocs?
2: Sea turtles, they're cute. Don't really like crocs. not my favourite.
0: You ever went swimming with the sharks out there in Australia?
2: Not that I know of. There could have been something swimming under me, which I'm sure there was. Um, I'm lucky in Melbourne where I live, it's not too bad, but I've got a few friends over the west coast in Perth, which is pretty brutal and when i went there i honestly just didn't want to go in i was just i'm a bit scared of sharks to be honest well i mean i so think everybody is <laughs> i was kind of i was kind of dipping my toes in the water and then sort of just laying tanning tan on, on the beach while everyone else swam <laughs> yeah
0: that's fantastic yeah you ever been to the, the, the orchestra there in sydney
2: at the opera house yeah the opera house i've been to the opera house i've never actually been inside though um Sydney's only about an hour of flight, so I've been there plenty of times.
0: How far of a car ride is that?
2: Uh, it's about eight, I think. Yeah, so it's a bit different here. I think not many people drive. I think in America, everyone just drives. Like some of the boys and boys' parents do some crazy drives to to games and stuff each weekend. Like from I don't know, I mean Memphis is only six hours, but still, it's a twelve hour trip on your weekend. It's it's a lot of a lot of driving and stuff like that. Um, I went to Tallahassee last by weekend with. With Ben at Brady, He's, his brother works down there um, with the tight end, so we went down there for three days, and that was, I think, eight-hour drive. Yeah. That was rocking me around a little bit. What's
0: the one place that you've enjoyed the most, not counting Knoxville, I mean, like, that you've been since you've been here?
2: I've been to Nashville a few times just because it's so convenient and stuff like that. Um, we're Playing Vanderbilt this weekend, obviously, and I know the punter up there, so he gives us a spot to live when we um, want to hit the town a little bit. We kind of the the medium the middle the middle point for a few of us um in the sec but got plenty of friends around here that i want to sort of go and see at their spots and just sort of compare college towns and that sort of thing so we obviously talk about where we're at all day every day on facetime but i wouldn't actually know what it's like at at the town so um i do love knoxville though It's, it's very um a lot to do once you actually get out and about and once I got a car and stuff like that, it was it was cool to experience.
0: I'd love to see you out on Broadway. You know, some some jeans, not you know, boots. I don't like the boots. No boots, cowboy hat, no. and then and that accent. I mean, like that's bringing in the women, man.
2: I mean, take away the boots and the hat, maybe <laughs> they're not my favorite. I mean, I see them everywhere around here, and I kind of laugh. Um, the boys love the boots. I think Charles has got about fifteen pairs, which baffles me. Um, he always likes wearing them on ball walk and stuff like that. So I'll stick to my semi designer stuff. That's what I like wearing. <laughs> yeah.
0: What's one place you've never been that you'd like to go? In America? Anywhere?
2: Um, I'd love to the Greek islands. Um, I see a lot of people doing that. I've done I've done a lot of Europe and stuff like that with friends and family and that. But I think yeah, Greece, that Santorini, that very white sort of ocean side would be cool to be be at um and i also wouldn't mind doing like japan and stuff like that just sort of different cultures and stuff and potentially south america and something if i get that chance
0: how far is japan from from australia good question flight wise
2: i don't think it's, it's actually like, too bad like six i think it's a bit more than that i think it'd be it closer eight? to 10 maybe um i think it's a direct flight though from melbourne to tokyo so yeah i'm sure it, it is wouldn't be the worst um europe's pretty bad that's a long, that's a long haul, through Dubai and stuff like How that. How
0: did you? What was your route to get here?
2: To get here, I did, I think Melbourne to Sydney. Actually, it's a funny story. Sydney to Sydney to Dallas, but we couldn't land in Dallas. Something happened there, so we ended up landing in Austin, and then that's like one of the biggest planes that have ever landed at Austin because it's as far as Sydney
0: to Dallas.
2: Fifteen. I think so. We ended up like we were hovering over Dallas Airport, and then sitting on the tarmac for another two. So I think I was on that plane for close to eighteen hours in the end. Um, Extra leg room definitely helped, helped a little bit, but got in at like one a.m. to Austin in the end, or something, and then had to have people here change my bookings and everything to get me out the next day. So I think I got in at one a.m. I was up at four a.m. flew to I don't even know where I flew next, but and then we ended up getting getting to Knoxville, at whatever out was, I was on a different different clock anyway. I
0: mean, this was sight unseen for you. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, and there's been a few of those over the years. Cedric Tillman was one. There was another one um, this past year. But I mean, you know, you, when you got here, what you know, kind of take me through those first week or so. Like what what's going through your mind? Because I mean, it's, I'm sure it's not like back home mm. as far as a backdrop.
2: Yeah. Um. Got here in the middle of fall camp, and I actually wasn't in the whatever number goes so it was a rough definitely rough week not much sleep um pretty homesick straight away like that jet lag and homesickness mixed together is not a great combination um so did take time um it was kind of good that the season was so quick though once i got there like so within a month we were were playing games and within 10 weeks we beat bammer and stuff like that so little things like games were keeping me keep me occupied and stuff like that but i was definitely homesick i mean i think i cried probably 10 15 times in the first month i was here at night i was just like i was just like what am i doing here stuff like that but i mean since then i haven't looked back and i've loved i've loved being here and definitely wouldn't be crying anytime soon
0: so what's that that the specialist room like obviously you got charles he's doing the field goals Mm -hmm. and you got turbofield doing the kickoffs and you're the punter but then there's some nice there's some other pieces jt carver and max Mm -hmm. um just kind of take me through what that room's like led by a guy who probably is a little bit different than the rest of you all.
2: I mean, it's definitely changed a lot since last year. Um, we had a few seniors last year and stuff. So it's a pretty fresh bunch. Um, we do have a lot of fun. Um, it's a very light-hearted group. I'd say like we work hard, but we do like, um, having a laugh and stuff like that. So coach X like that too, with us, coach block crab, um, all these guys that sort of make the, make the place tick. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. We have a variety of ages and stuff like that now. Um, a few guys that'll I guess finish up soon and and whatnot. But our sort of main core, I guess, is going to be here for a few more years and it's something we can really build towards having success in the future. Um, but yeah, we do have a lot of fun. There's a, a lot of banter and stuff, and we probably led by me to be honest. I probably should be quiet some of the time, but when we need to watch punt, we we'll probably
0: every room the, needs personality.
2: Yeah, that's
0: true. Every room needs a personality. What, when you call back home, or and and talk to you know your pro kid guys, mm-hmm. do they ever have you talk to kids that are trying to be like you back home, and and kind of you be their mentor about you know the possibilities of not coming just here, but mm-hmm. to other spots in America to kick and give the, them your advice on how to hey you know gonna yep. you, gotta, you know you're going to be homesick at first, you just got to you know da 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 da.
2: Yeah, I have people reach out to me a little bit. Um... But the thing is, at ProKick, they have coaches that have sort of been through it as well. So it's good that they can sort of help you with that. Um, I guess you think you're going to be perfect. Like, everyone thinks you can beat the homesickness and stuff like that. But I assure you, like, when you get there, you're going to be like, damn, it's like it's it's real and stuff like that. It's just the reality of it. Um, but when I go back and go to Pro kick training and stuff, that's where we sort of sit out the front, stand out the front um, and tell our stories and stuff like that. Went back in when I was back in July. Um, I was there with Tory Taylor, who's probably the best punter in college football right now at Iowa. Um, sort of we, we kicked a few bowls in front That's of him because them. their offense
0: is not very good.
2: Yeah, I think he's had seventy-two punts this year, which is pretty crazy. How many punts you had? I think I'm at forty-five, which is still which is high, a decent you're... amount. So seventy-two is crazy. I mean, he has to sit in that ice bath all day recover those legs but sort of we sat there and talked what we've done he's obviously his fourth year this is my first so we had pretty different stories he didn't play the highest level Australian football back there but just had such great leg power and he's um very very good chance to get drafted I'd say so um, we kicked a few balls in front of them and people just ask questions and stuff but it's definitely cool seeing such a variety of people come through the program you got 15 year old kids that are not part time just to tick away during school and then once school's done sort of take the option and then you've got 25 year old ex policeman doing it as well just like it's just so different um such a variety but such a good bond of bond of blokes and once you get over here you've got network to talk to sort of thing so i think 10 of 12 in the sec are australians and we're always And after games you chat to them and stuff like that so it's, it's always cool to sort of take you back to your roots and hear an Australian voice again.
0: How much better do you think you can be?
2: I think I've got a lot of upside. Um, another, f- I mean, I'm Let's put
0: it on a scale of ten, 1 to 10. 10 being the best you can be, 1 being the worst. Where are you currently in I your mind?
2: 6.5. I think I've got a lot of growth. Um, in what way? I think we've only shown a little bit this year on, on film and stuff like that. I mean, teams probably... Have an idea of what we're gonna do. Probably don't know which foot we're gonna kick with, but there's so many more things to add to add to my, I guess, collection of punts. I can pocket punt and stuff like that. So if we're doing different things, it's gonna be so hard for teams to recognize and stuff like that. And just gonna, I think, improve us as a team in general and improve my game definitely.
0: What will you do um, this off season to be to to kind of uh, dif- differentiate from the prep you had this past off season? like you know what I mean like what what are some things you feel like okay that worked really well Mm -hmm. I need to improve in this area so let's try something different here
2: yeah I think for me it's just putting on just size in general I'm pretty pretty skinny bloke and I think a lot of my power just comes from my leg speed and just my touch with the ball in general um so I think if I can put on more more strength in general that'll definitely help me kick um bigger balls I mean hang times and stuff for the scheme we're running right now is not super super important I can get away with sort of Holding the ball and kicking three six to four o oh hangs. Where if you're kicking from the pocket, you need to be up around that four five, just to make up for that time you lose with the with the running of the ball. So I think putting on strength in general will help me um, continue to improve my arm and stuff like that, which is something we've been definitely working on and stuff. To
0: there was at one point about oh, three four games ago, and you were so delayed in kicking it. Mm. I thought you were going to fake it. Yeah. I mean, how many how many times have how many times have you have you thought, man, are they gonna call the fake here finally?
2: I mean it definitely does cross my mind. Um I don't think Coach Hype's run many fakes in his time. I don't think so either. I don't does? think he's run any. I so I think you're right. Unless Eck takes over as head coach, we might be a chance, but I mean it's I guess if if I see an opening and it's really short, then like it's on me. Stuff like that. So I think South Carolina game um we did one where i sort of completely ran around the shield and i probably had a chance but it was pretty long so that probably would have been my time to do it and then we ended up getting called on a legal formation i had to re-kick so that was like the first ball we'd kick with a really really long up time which is what we are trying to achieve um got to the sideline they were really happy and then had to go out and re-kick it so it was a bit of a stab in the chest but
0: ask dustin about his younger brother britain's fake pun at the 2005 florida game
2: Didn't go so well. Didn't get it?
0: No, it didn't. I don't really want to watch it. That might make
2: me nervous. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It'll make you you nervous to go rogue. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, I'll have to ask him tomorrow morning then. Get it up on film. Might run a few fakes tomorrow at practice as well just to see how I'm looking.
0: His best kick, that may not be his longest kick, but his best kick was 2003 Miami, which coincidentally was the last game I was not at on the road. Jeepers. Um That's crazy. Tennessee beat Miami nine to six or ten to six yeah. and he kicked it away with about two minutes to go mm-hmm. and the great Sean Taylor, who's now deceased, yeah. muffed the punt and Tennessee wow. recovered. Yeah. It was he just uncorked one. Mm-hmm. You know, of course he's got that big left foot. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. It's a fantastic yeah. punt. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. Well we got we got one muff against Austin P. That was that was actually going back to our question before, that was a turning point where I sort of got some confidence i guess i mean it's not really based on how good the pun is in my opinion it sort of can just be a mental breakdown for the returner and sort of trying to catch in move quick or something like that but once warren got that picked that up off the ground like that's where i was like could celebrate and i really sort of felt a part of it and stuff like that and really took took my stride from there
0: what's that mean to you because i think you guys are pretty close yeah. He was fired the fact that Hype will send him to Australia to do the visit, you know, yeah. I mean
2: he, he's awesome. I mean I can't talk highly enough for the bloke. Um he's I guess sort of a father figure to me here and whenever I just need a chat I can just walk straight up into his office and knock on the door and just talk some talk some smack really. I mean it's not always football, it's really football to be honest. It's just sort of that connection which is which is what I need here. But same goes up to the top. I mean Coach Hype's awesome as well. Always has a laugh with me and He would always just tell me to smoke smoke the cigar every time i kick a good punt and stuff like that um he told me to watch the the movie the replacements that was that was my homework from hype. it's the only homework he's ever given me um he he thinks i'm like the kicker just the way i operate around the facility and stuff like that he thinks i'm pretty laid back and stuff so he's always telling me to smoke my cigarette and just just relax and do my job, we're
0: gonna call you Paul Mall, yeah. That sounds good to me, Mar- the Marlboro man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I don't actually smoke, everyone, so
0: chill. <laughs> we we know. Um, last year, we're gonna end back in Australia, yeah. Like, what about the culture down there do you miss most?
2: I guess I miss where I live. I live on the water, the beach, um, not like really surfers, but like just being in that coffee environment, just grabbing a coffee with my mates. and very relaxed um walk my dog take him to the beach and stuff like that just little things is probably what i miss so i guess it's that but as i said before it's family it's friends it's sport it's just little things but here i've just got different things as well that i admire and sort of take in. i've got a golden retriever dog here as well so i've got five-year-old back home with my family and i've got a 10-month-old here so got um
0: so when you go home after the bowl game you taking that, that nah he's staying here so yeah. they're not gonna. When will they? Were they ever gonna meet?
2: Depends what happens post football, I guess. Post college, where I where I end up, um, maybe a little golden reunion, which would be pretty cool. <laughs> they've <laughs> never they've never met now on Facetime. They've they've had a little bark to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it would be pretty cool in in four years time, or whatever. When I go when I go back and if I can take him. What's the names? Wesley back home, and Maverick here.
0: Where does the Maverick come from?
2: Not Top Gun, everyone. Everyone at the park always goes, is that why? But sort of just, I was just on Google having a look, and it sort of popped out to me. I think Mav's a pretty cool name for a dog and sort of suits him well. He's a pretty dark-looking retriever.
0: So when he talked to the media, uh, probably six or seven months ago, Charles Campbell was sitting over to the side, and I would come back in the room, and I was sitting over with Charles, and he was wrapping up, and I said, Charles, just chime in and ask him, what he likes about Outback Steakhouse, and no, no hate on Outback because I don't want to <laughs> go there. But like, of course, like I, I set Charles up because I knew he was going to be like, that's nothing like back home. Yep, you know. And uh, in Charles's face, I was like, I kind of got you there. Yeah. Um, you, uh, w- what about food is different here? What, what, what American food do you have you learned to like the most, and what do you miss most about back home?
2: Um. I think it's the quality and the health of the food in Australia which I miss. Um, a lot of burgers and stuff here which is obviously enjoyable but I don't think it's the best for you. So I just miss the sort of healthy aspect back home. I miss coffee back home. I think that's a huge difference in the the beans they're making them with. I think there's a lot to learn in the American coffee industry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a few places here which I really enjoy. Um, five and Hoke in, in old city and honeybee which is right by my house a pretty good brew so i'm happy with them
0: awesome well man the most interesting man in tennessee football this guy right here jackson ross we appreciate you joining us on vol club confidential and uh, if you chance to if you get a chance to see this guy out uh, downtown or over at newland stadium don't hesitate to you know hey bloke
2: it back.
0: good day mate